0: Welcome to the Hope City Church Podcast. We're so excited for you to listen along and hear this week's message. We pray it inspires and motivates and draws you closer to Jesus. Let's take a listen. It's good, praise the Lord. Let's say praise the Lord. Isn't the Lord good? He is good all the time. Let's never tire of saying that. We believe it. We believe it. We believe it. God is good, and his mercy endures forever. Let's lift our hands to the Lord. And God, we just lift our hands this morning in your name, and we're so thankful for who you are. We're so thankful for your presence, Lord, your word says in Psalm 16, and your presence is fullness of joy. So God, I thank you that as you take us into deeper understanding as a church family, Lord, that we're coming into a new measure of fullness of joy, Lord, as we're stepping more into what it is to have Hope so, God. I just thank you for every person in this room, Lord. You give them ears to hear what you have to say to them this morning, what not a short little woman has to say to them this morning, but what you have by your Spirit to say to them, Lord. Because we need a word from you in this hour, God. God may it go into our heart, Lord Jesus, as we step into twenty twenty four, a year of more. In Jesus' name, Amen. Guys, you're gonna be hearing that a lot. 2024, a year of more. I told the nine o'clock service. I've been saying it so much. I'm finally getting past the cheese sauce aspect of it. You know what I mean? Like the cheese sauce. Like it was cheesy, and then it just started sticking. And now it's like, wow. Like we're, we're actually like believing this thing. Like 2024 is going to be a year of more. You know? And as, as um, we had Vision Sunday. I just found the Spirit of God just begin to speak more and more and more to my heart. Um, especially as I was sharing those words that the Lord had dropped in my spirit. I talked about joy, and I talked about heart but then I kind of landed on that one read. You guys remember that? And I was talking about like the rewords and I was like, that was interesting. Like why, why is the spirit of God giving me this reword? And it was like, the more I thought about it and the more he walked me through it, I came into greater understanding. And interestingly enough, I don't think I've ever had so much feedback about something we had preached, but it was all about the reword. And I'm like, I would have never thought this reword would have stirred up things inside of us as a church family, like it has, and you know what I I felt like, and I was sharing this with the nine o'clock service, is I stepped that I felt like perhaps we stepped into a river of hope because God is not finished, church, and He is not done, amen. So as we walk into, you know, as we step into hope this morning, but as we as we listen to what the Spirit of God has. To say this morning, may it be just that for you, not the words of me, but what the words that the Spirit of God has to say. Because I have a strong hunch, okay, that you should get that pen and paper out or your phone, okay, to not just write down perhaps something that I say that might have, you know, struck a chord in your heart, but maybe I'm going to say something that's going to unlock something else in your heart that God wants to speak to you. Does that does that make sense? I find that often that when I speak, people come back to me and say, "This was something that God said to me when you're speaking," and it wasn't any anything that I said. And I was like, well, praise the Lord. The Lord spoke to you. And I love that, that as we are hearing messages, you know, from the Word of God, that the Spirit of God is speaking to us, amen, as a church family and awakening us into our identity of who we are in Him, amen? Okay, so open up your Bibles to Zechariah 9. We're going to head into the minor prophets this morning. Isaiah and Jeremiah, they're big guys, okay, big prophets. And then there's like the little baby prophets, just kidding, but there's major prophets, Isaiah and Jeremiah and then there's the minor prophets like Zechariah. Zechariah mimics Isaiah in many ways, um, but I want to get a running start here. We're going to land on like verse 11 or 12 for a moment, but I want to start in verse 9, okay? And again, listen with the prophetic ear that hears. Say, I'm listening, Jesus, to what you have to say to me. My heart is wide open, Amen. Okay, so verse 9 says, rejoice greatly. Okay, I'm reading this out of Amplified Classic. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. And I love that there's an exclamation mark there saying, rejoice greatly, Hope City Church. This morning, a week before Christmas, before 2024, I want you, church, to rejoice greatly. And it says, shout, O daughter of Jerusalem, shout, Hope City Church, behold, your king is coming for you. on. Yeah, you got it. I'm going to say that again. You got it better than the nine o'clock service got that. Behold, your king, he's coming for you. He's coming with hope. He's coming with health. He's coming with life. He's coming with goodness. He's coming with healing. Amen. <laughs> Double for your trouble. Amen. In the name of Jesus, he is just in having salvation. He is a just God and a God that is in the habit and in the, the mission of saving you. Not just one time we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and we believed in our heart that he rose from the dead and we were saved. Amen. But over and over and over, God. God. God is in the business of saving us over and over and over again. May we never tire and never be ashamed to lift up your hands in any moment of your life and say, Jesus, I need you. I I really believe I wrote this to worship worship leaders this morning. I really believe that God is looking for a people who are not ashamed, who are humble and meek enough to lift up their hands and just and, and just not afraid to look weak amen, and when we're not afraid to look weak and we're not afraid to lift up our hands and, and or be embarrassed in front of our church family or perhaps our, our family or our spouse and say, Jesus, I need you. I just firmly believe that he wants to pour out grace on people like that, amen. He's not looking for a people who think they have it all together. He's looking for a people who actually need him, amen, So behold, your king is coming for you. And I just sense that that went right inside of some of your guys' hearts. And may it take root in the name of Jesus. So it says he's just and having salvation. He's lowly and riding on a donkey, a colt, the foal of a donkey. Jesus is coming, church. I wrote that in my notes. You know who David if you raise your hand on this service where are my 80s people here no you can raise it I'm just teasing David raise his hand where are my 80s people you were born you not maybe born in the 80s but you lived in the 80s the 80s was awesome amen but something that I can remember in the 80s is I would take the streets with my mom and Marlene Hawks was Jesus is coming soon and I want to remind us today as a church and I said this two weeks ago that Jesus is coming like he actually is like he actually, actually is coming. And I think life has a way where it's just like toiled and it's like it can feel hard and the struggle can be really real that this becomes the reality. But he is our reality. Eternity is our reality. And we need to get the word of God in front of us this season like never before. And remember that we are not from here. We are here for a short time, and while we are here, may it be days of heaven on earth that we can help bring the kingdom of God while we are here on earth, amen, in us and through us. But life is a vapor, and we are living for something that is so much greater, and may that give you joy today and give you hope that, behold, your king is coming, amen? He's coming, and God is not finished. I said this already, but I'm going to say it again. God is not finished, and he is not done. Say it one more time to some of you. God is not finished. Say it with me. Say, God is not finished, and he is not done. Look at the person next to you. If you don't have someone next to you, find somebody. God is not finished, and he is not done. I don't know what's happened, but it's like all of the churches, like most. of the, it's like coming to the 9 o'clock service, <laughs> spread it out a little bit. God is not finished, and you are not done. And I want to also say that God has not forgotten you. The creator could not forget his creation. Do we have any artists in the house? Any writers? Any sculptors? Any painters? Any artists in the house? Just lift up your hands. Anybody? Bueller. Bueller. Artists. Come on, Mitya. Artists in the house. You don't forget what you create, do you? In the same way that you don't forget what you create, how much more does he not forget what he creates, amen? He looks at you today and he's like, that is one good-looking person. That is one anointed person. That is one awesome person, Jess Stewart, who's been called into the kingdom for such a time as this, that you might go through seasons where you feel like you've been forgotten, but God is tapping you on the shoulder. He's gently just patting you on the head and saying, I've not forgotten you. Behold, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you and I am... Here. Amen. Amen. He's Emmanuel, God with us, but I want to read Zechariah 9:12, okay? And I want to start in the New King James Version, and this is really going to be kind of like my thesis for the message, okay? Say thesis. Feels like a big word. Thesis, okay? No matter how many papers I write, I still figure, I feel like I'm figuring out how to write a good thesis, you know? But it says, return to the stronghold, okay? So listen with the prophetic here, okay? Return to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope, For even today, I declare that I will restore double to you. Come on. Let me say that again. Return to the stronghold, Hope City Church. The stronghold of hope. Say hope. Even today, the King of glory says to you, I declare that I will restore double to you. Amen? Come on. In the Amplified Classic version, it says, return to the stronghold of security and prosperity. Amen? Prosperity is not a bad word. Can I just say that? Well, God just wants me poor, and he just wants me sick. Uh Uh-uh. Amen? We're blessed to be a blessing. Amen? How does it testify about the goodness of God if people can't see his goodness in my life? Amen? Amen? Return to the stronghold of security and prosperity or goodness, whatever you want to call it. You prisoners of hope, even today, I do declare that I will restore double your former prosperity to you. Amen? Amen. And I just love that, that those words together, prisoners of hope, that we're trapped in hope. We're bound to hope. We're chained to hope that everywhere we go, it's hope, hope, hope. I look up, there's hope. I look down, there's hope. I look to the right, there's hope. I look to the left, there's hope. All around me, Jenny McGrew sees there's hope, hope, hope. Say hope, hope, hope. (laughs) Hope, hope hope and and the lord is saying to us hope city return to that place return to your stronghold return to your defense return to your supernatural strength and life that i've given you is hope because it is a firm foundation and it is the anchor for your soul amen no matter what's going on around us if we've got hope we've got everything amen But I want to talk about the background a little bit of of Zechariah, okay? Because, you know, we want to educate you guys a little bit in this. And you might, you know, you might know more about this than I do. So I'd love to talk about it after the service if you would like. Um, But this book was written around 520 BC, okay? So it was written about 20 years after the children of Israel had come out of exile. They were feeling a little bit hopeless. They were were beginning um, to forget the promises of God because the hardships of life were becoming more a reality and... were becoming more of a reality in their life than who God was. It kind of sounds like today. Amen? So here, here God is saying, you know, through the prophet of Zechariah, return to the stronghold. Amen? Amen? We're Hope City Church. We are Hope City Church. We are a church full of hope, hope, hope. Amen? Because we know the God of all, hope, hope, hope. Because we have the word of God that is our hope, 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 living on the inside of us. Amen? But they had forgotten about the promises of God, so they were feeling hopeless. They were struggling to, to know if God was who he said he was, and if he was going to do what he said he would do. Amen? And they were also wondering if the prophetic promises over their life were ever going to happen. Just truth time. Does anybody ever wonder that you've got prophetic words in your life, and you're just wondering, when is that going to happen? Anyone? Anyone? I'm going to raise both of my hands. Anyone? Anyone? God is not finished yet, and you're not done. Say that again. Hadley family in the back. God is not finished yet, and you're not done. Sarah and Jordan, God is not finished yet, and you're not done. Amen? So the book of Zechariah, and I love it, and I encourage you to, to read it this season. And, you know, perhaps as you're heading into the new year and we head into our fast, because it brims with, over with so much hope. And I, and I just feel like it's now, it's a, it's a now book for the body of Christ. But it invites us to look above the chaos of life and to remind us to hope in God. Amen. Let's say that. Say hope in God. Hope in God. Look at the person next to you. Say hope in God. Amen. It's by God alone that his promises are fulfilled. You guys know that scripture, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. That's in this book, Zechariah 4.4. 4. Well, how are the promises of life going to get filled in, fulfilled in my life, Jen? Well, I don't know. But I also know a huge part of it, Lori, is not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And that's one of the reasons why we need to come to church and be planted in the house of the Lord and planted not just in any house, but in a house of hope so people can look at you, you know, so you can have phone calls with people. Like I've had the privilege of being on the phone with a number of you this week, and we can remind ourselves of how is it going to take place? I don't know but I know that God is true and he's not a man that he should lie so that's all that I got right now that's all that I got all I've got is the word of God and I'm going to remind you today that it's not by might it's not by power but by his spirit says the Lord amen God is not finished and you're not done you're not done quit discounting yourself out of the race of grace that he has for you amen you might be 70 years old but you're not done Amen? And I said this to the, to the 9 o'clock service. Some of you need to kick the fires and light the tires. Amen? That was out of Top Gun for all of you who might have not watched the first Top Gun. For some of you, you're just getting started. And you know, you're, don't compare your life with someone else's. Amen? Say that again for some of you. Do not compare your life to somebody else's. They're not you and you're not them. Amen? Don't compare yourself to Jesus' ministry and be like, well, his ministry started at 30 and, you know, ended when he was 33. Well, I'm 35, and I don't feel like anything's happened. For you. Don't compare yourself. Jesus would not want you to compare yourself to him in that way. Amen? You're not, <laughs> yeah, anyway, you're not finished, and God is not done. Amen? Amen. But Zechariah also means you're going to love this. It means Yahweh remembers. Say Yahweh. Yahweh. remembers. God remembers he's not forgotten you. Amen? So I want to read that again, Zechariah nine twelve. Return to the stronghold, Hope City, you prisoners of hope. Even today do I declare that I will restore double your former prosperity to you. God is turning around things for good. Well, I don't believe that, Jenny. Well, I'm glad you're here today so I can remind you. Then you're sitting in the right place and you're in the right seat. Because all I'm going to give you today is hope, hope, hope. Because he is the God of all. Hope, hope, hope. Say that. Hope, hope, hope. Hope, hope, hope. Amen? So it's saying double your former prosperity. And, you know, there you to We like to throw things around in the 90s. Like, it was kind of like 2024 20, year more. I was like, oh, this is so 90s. Oh, no, we're, we're going back. But they like to say double for your trouble. And I want to say that to some of you. I don't care if it sounds cheesy. Who, who cares? I'm not cool anyway, so who cares? Double for your trouble. And some of you can be like, I can grab hold of that today. Write it down. Double for your trouble because there is no problem that you are facing today that God, the God of all hope cannot help you through. Amen? Amen? You do not have a problem that is too big for God. And and hope is so vital. I feel like for some of us, it's like we get faith, we can do faith, like I can believe in the promises of God, but this hope thing can be kind of tough. And I'm going to unpack that for you in a minute because there is hope in your future, and we need to understand what hope really is. So my definition of hope is this, okay? And we're going to go through some Hebrew and some Greek, but the joyful expectation that God is who he said he is and that he will do what he said he would do. Okay? This is just Jenny McGrew's definition, okay? Joyful, the joyful expectation that God is who he said he is and he will do what he said he would do. Amen? So I have a hope that even though we're dealing with some stuff this week, and we are in the last couple of weeks in the natural, that I have a hope that God is not finished yet, and it will turn out for good, and it will turn out to be a testimony for the goodness of God. And you can be like, well, that's all you got? Yeah, that's all I've got, and that is more than enough, because he's El Shaddai, amen? He's El Shaddai. He's the God that's more than enough. So two words for hope in the Old Testament. One is kavah. Say kavah. Say it again. Kava. One more time with confidence. Say kava. Okay? It means to wait for. It means to look for. It also means to lie and wait for. Okay? So a couple of verses that talk about kava is Psalm 25, verse 5. Lead me by your truth and teach me, for you are the God that saves me. All day long, I put my hope in you, or I wait for you. All day long, I put my kava in you. Say Kava. Another one, and you'll be familiar with this scripture for sure, is Isaiah 40 verse 31 in the New King James Version. But those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up the, with their wings as eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. So what it's saying there's those who wait or kavah Okay, or hope in the Lord shall renew their strength. Those who hope in the Lord shall renew their strength. And I was thinking about this last night. the so Lord just began to have a little discussion with me about Isaiah uh, chapter 40, verse 31. And he said, you know, some of my people have been tired. And, and this might be true for some of you. This might resonate with some of you. You might have felt like you needed more sleep. And it's like, I'm getting more sleep. I don't know why I'm still tired. It's because you've lost your hope. Because it says, those who wait, kavah, upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Those who hope in the Lord. So where we find hope, we find strength. Does that connect with some people there? It connected with me. Amen. You can't sleep enough to find hope. You know, when you need more sleep, well, you need more sleep. But if you've got a hope problem, sleep isn't going to fix that. Only God will. And guess what? Behold, your king is coming, and he is here to give you hope. Amen to give you hope. So another Old Testament word for hope is t- tikvah. Say, say tikvah. tikvah. Say it again, tikvah. Guys, I really took time to study this, okay? I really, really did, okay? Because I don't like to get Hebrew words wrong, and I was sharing this with the nine o'clock service. There's this guy on YouTube. He sounds a little creepy, but he's my guy. He's really helped me understand. <laughs> he's really understand uh, how to pronounce these words. But so let's say it one more time. Say tikvah. So this word for hope in the Old Testament, it means a cord or a rope, okay? It means expectation. It means to hope in the thing that I long for. So you want an example of tikvah, okay? So tikvah was like the scarlet cord that Rahab the harlot left out. That was tikvah. So she left tikvah out hope that the spies got down on that rope, right? But she also left tikvah, hope out, so that her family wouldn't get destroyed because she helped them. Does that make sense? Okay, so some of us have understood the waiting on the Lord, the kavah, like I get that even though sometimes, Lord, forgive me because I, I tire of waiting on you, but I understand that I need to wait on you. I understand that my life will be waiting on you and you're teaching me to trust you. I get that. But I think an area where perhaps we've lacked understanding as a church is the tikvah and understanding that hope, it's hope on a rope essentially, okay, say hope on a rope. It's like tikvah and we have to grab hold of the rope. We have to grab hold of the word of God. We have to grab hold of the promises of God and not let go, amen? So tikvah, so sometimes in life we can struggle, we can flail, and some of us even wail amen because we're struggling and we're trying to find our hope but but perhaps we put our trust in circumstance and not in the lord because when you've really put your hope in the lord it's not in circumstance it's in the god of the circumstance amen so no matter what happens to us if we're holding on to tikvah we're okay because even the ground could crumble from under our feet but we're holding on to hope and it's not letting go of you does that make sense say tikvah. tikvah. Jeremiah 29 11. This is tikvah, okay? It says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. To give you a future and a Tikva. He's put that cord right out in front of you, church, today for you just to grab it. Some of us just need to do that right now in the natural. Just grab the tikvah, amen? To grab hope. 2024. A year of more. More what? More health. I I hope in Jesus' name. More healing. More life. More breakthrough. More fulfillment of the promises of God. (laughs) Amen. More goodness. When I look behind me, I don't want to see struggle. I want to see the goodness of God coming after me so I can testify of the things that I've seen and I've heard. Jesus Christ, the anointed one, working on our behalf. Amen. 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 So we've got to make sure that our hope is not in circumstance, but it's in a person. And his name is Jesus Christ. And that's one of the differences between hope and optimism. And some people get this confused and they don't understand. And that's okay. If you don't understand, you're in the right church, okay? This morning, you're in the right church. Hope and optimism aren't the same thing, okay? So biblical hope is based upon a person which separates it from optimism, okay? And obviously, I hope that you would know that person is Jesus Christ, okay? Biblical hope is a choice to wait for God to bring about a future and expected end that he would do what he said he would do, okay? So hope is rooted in God. I've already said this, but I'm going to say it again in case you didn't catch it the first three times. Not in the circumstance, amen? So when things don't work out, you're going to be okay because when you've got Jesus You've got everything. When you've got El Shaddai that you're holding on to, the God that is more than enough, you got more than enough. Amen? And, you're, and, and all things are going to work out together because you're holding on to hope. Amen? Amen. Uh, so, the New Testament word for hope, I want to get into this, is El Peace. Say El Peace. This is a little bit, say, say it again, say El Peace. Confidently, come on, say El Peace. So, al-peace means anticipation or expectation. Say expectation. Expectation of what is sure, okay? And that's one of the things that I love about reading my Bible because as I spend time with the Lord in the Word, that I have more of a, I, I, I have more of a surety in my life. Have you ever noticed that? That you have more of a surety in your life as you're spending time with the Lord, okay? So it's, it's trust and it's confidence, okay? So one of the beautiful things about hope in the New Testament is that we look backwards to look forwards. Well, what are we looking backwards to? To the cross and what Jesus did. And when we look to the cross and what Jesus did, we can look ahead and we can look forward with hope, amen? But one of the even best things about hope in the New Testament is that when you accepted Jesus Christ into your heart, you guys, you have hope literally living on the inside of you. And you could say, well, where is my hope? He's living in you. Hope is not a thing. He is a person. Amen? He is right here. Just put your hand right here. Okay, you could put it anywhere, but I just put it here. It's a little less weird, you know? my heart. You got hope, David, living on the inside of you. So anytime that you feel hopeless, you can go right here with the Lord and just say, Father, I thank you that you are the God of all hope, and you fill me today with all joy and peace in believing that I would abound in hope by the power of your Holy Spirit. God, I thank you that all the promises of you in my life are yes and amen, and that I know that as I declare your word, Lord Jesus, that something is changing, that there might have been weeping in the night, but joy comes in the morning, amen, that you have turned my sorrow into dancing, or you've turned my mourning into dancing. You've turned my sorrow into joy. Amen. Amen. Say amen. amen. Say amen. Amen. I want to talk for a second here about hope dealers and hope stealers. Say hope dealer. Say hope stealer. Okay, and some of these are going to be really obvious, but I've, I have noticed something about the Word of God. It says things more than once because I didn't get it the first time, I noticed something about our pastor as he walked through 1 John that we needed to hear about forgiveness <laughs> over and over and over again. But some hope dealers are, are the Word of God. I have never read the Word of God and felt hopeless one time. I've never read the Word of God. Like, I mean, sincerely spent time in the Word of God and felt hopeless. I felt more hopeful. Amen. I, how, how could I feel hopeless when I read John, Jeremiah 29, 11? For I know the plans that I have for you, Jenny, says the Lord. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Plans that will not harm you. A hope dealer in my life has been spending time in the presence of the Lord. Did you sense more hope as you were lifting up the name of Jesus? Amen? Aren't you thankful for a church that loves the presence of the Lord? Amen? The presence of the Lord is a hope dealer in your life. Another hope dealer is, is as we spend time waiting on the Lord. Amen? Uh, Another hope, this is a big one for some of us. A hope dealer, this is huge. Being thankful. Whew. Being thankful is a massive hope dealer. Okay, some of you might remember my message on thankfulness and then complaining. It will forever be remembered as my brain damage message. Like I don't know how many people (laughs) have told me, I got brain damage if I complain. I'm like, yeah. Well, if that's all you remembered, praise the Lord. I'm glad you remembered that to teach you uh, to teach us and remind us to be thankful. Here's another thing that deals hope in your life: is speaking life. Speak life. The world will not speak life to you. It's like it has a mission. The enemy has a mission to speak death to you. So how much more do you have to speak life? How much more do we need to be speaking life in our homes and into our families? How much more do we need to be speaking life into our friends, amen? You could be like, well, that person doesn't speak life to me. Well, be the life-speaking friend then, amen? Because it's more blessed to give than receive. That's another hope dealer in my life is that when I am being the, when I am being the encourager, amen, and not just living to be encouraged, but when I encourage others, that, that's a hope dealer in my life, amen? Prayer is a hope dealer in my life. Okay? And I already kind of touched on this, but I'll say it like this because I said it like this in the nine o'clock service. Surrounding yourself with Jesus' people of encouragement. It's okay and you should do that. Find those people. Find those people that would just go hope, hope, hope to you. Amen? Find those people. Don't find those people that be like, oh, I'm sorry. Are you okay? And like, yeah, thank you. Give, give them a hug and then encourage them. Amen? Give them a hug and encourage them to be a prisoner of hope and go to the stronghold of hope amen which is Jesus Christ you need those people okay so hope stealers okay not spend a time in the word you could, we cannot afford not to spend time with the lord this season And I just say that so gently to you, but not gently. May I say it? May that go straight into your heart. We cannot. I'm adding myself in that, if you notice. We cannot afford not to spend time with the Lord this season, in his word, in his presence, with his spirit. The Bible says that, Jesus said it, that we cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Amen? In 2024, a year of more, we got to spend more time with him. A hope stealer, complaining. Complaining, complaining, talking negatively. I want to say this. Your words matter. Your words really matter. My words really matter. I was challenged with that again this week. Our words really matter. And here's the thing. Your words can be a hope enabler, Mike, or your word can be a hope disabler. Ashley, your words can be a hope enabler for your husband in this season as you guys are stepping out into what you believe God has for you, or it can be a hope disabler. So your words matter. And if you have to put duct tape around your your face for a day, then do that to teach yourself a lesson. And then take the duct tape off. Maybe put a hole in it so you can breathe. But take the duct tape off the next day and begin to get yourself full of the Word of God amen so that you can begin to speak God's promises over your life amen okay hope stealers can also be people but I don't want to go there because that's not really the point of today amen but all I could say for that is, is is live to be the encourager live to be a hope dealer for others amen amen it's our mission behold your king is coming we started with that with Zechariah 9 verse 9 2024 is a year of more so just as it was as um as it was saying, go to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. And the Lord was saying, I'm declaring double to you. Can we put that up there, Ethan? Just that first scripture that we had? is that the Lord can declare things over our life all day long. But if we don't have hope, there's nothing to stick it to. Does that make sense? Have you ever tried to encourage someone? And it's like, Dave, I know you and Tammy would get this. You've walked with a lot of people through things, I'm sure. I, I know that. I don't even know you guys super well. But I would know that just by knowing you. Is that you've probably had moments where you were trying to encourage people and trying to help them, but it was like they weren't getting it and there was nothing you can do. And it probably grieved your heart because you so badly wanted them to get it, but they weren't getting it. And it's usually often because there's a hope deficit because they're just not able to believe what you're saying. Amen. But we got to go to the stronghold uh, of hope this season because our pastor, Pastor Jake, is saying 2024 is gonna be a year of more. And I believe that. Do you believe that? Because I really, really believe that. But I also know that we have to have hope in our heart that God is who he says he is, and he will do what he says he would do. Amen? Amen? So he can say that all day long, but without a hope in our heart, it would just kind of like fall flat. But I came upon this scripture, and I want to put it up there, is um, Hosea 2.15. It actually came up on my stories, and I reposted it a couple weeks ago, and I got so many messages, even from one of my girlfriends in Nashville. She's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> Just reposting something on Facebook from two years ago. Don't read too much into it. We're good. Uh, we're good. But thanks for checking up on me. Um, and thank God for those friends. But um, it says, I will, you got it up there, Hosea 2.15? It says, I will return her vineyards to her and transform the valley of trouble into a gateway of hope. me say that again for some of you who need to hear this this morning. And I'm going to lift my hands, actually, to the Lord, because I want to receive this for myself. And I'm going to read the Amplified, Ethan. There I will give her vineyards and make the valley of Accor to be for her a door of hope and expectation. Amen. There's something beautiful that the children that the Lord told the children of Israel to do, and it was Joshua 4:4, 4, 4. and it was to make a memorial stone, twelve stones, so that they could pass, they could walk past. They could walk over it, but to remember who God was, remember what He said, remember what He did. Amen. And the Lord began to speak to my heart after Vision Sunday, Um, after we did the rewords, and there was so much feedback about all those rewords. And I thought, maybe we need to get a rewall. And it actually just began to. Um, like the idea just began to unfold more. And I'm like, we need a wall of hope. But then when I read this scripture this week, I'm like, we need a door of hope. So at staff meeting this week, I'm like, can we find a door? And I said, maybe we need to create a memorial stone at Hope City Church to remind ourselves that God is not finished and you're not done so that we can remember who God is and what he said. Amen? so that we can read it, so our children can read it, so that our church family can read it, amen, so that as we are walking through 2024, a year of more, we are walking through remembering the promises of God and who God, who God is and what he said. Does that make sense? So, Jacob, can you move this um, door to the middle? and I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. But let's stand up, church. And, and we did this in the 9 o'clock service, and... Um, And we wrote down, as a church family, you know, we're two services, one church, okay? We're not two families, we're one family. Say we're one family. family. And the first, I don't even know how to say this, in the nine o'clock service, they begin to write down the promises of God. It could have been a reword, a lot of it was scripture, or things that the Lord had said to them. And I'm going to ask the worship team to play. We're going to sing a song, but I want you to, while we're singing this song, we're going to sing, we're going to start with Great Are You, Lord. As we're singing Great Are You, Lord, that you are coming into remembrance of who God is, what he said, amen? And if it hasn't happened yet, that is okay, because God is not finished yet. I don't know how many things in my life have come, not come to pass yet, but that doesn't change to me who God is, because he never changes. He's, he's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? So as I, as I look to the Lord, and as I remember what he said, whether it was prophetic word or scripture said he's put into my heart, I can have a hope for my future. Amen? I can walk into 2024 through this doorway of hope a year of more knowing that God is faithful and that God is going to do something good. Amen. Remember my definition of hope was a joyful anticipation or expectation. Basically that God was going to do something good. Amen. So we're going to sing this song in just a second here. I'm going to move this. And um, actually, I want to do this first. And I invited a couple of people because I wanted you guys to see this walking through the doorway of hope. Uh, Jeff and Jean, I want you to come walk through the doorway of hope. Come on. Come up. Kayla, come up. We're going to walk through the doorway of hope. Ashley and Mike. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope you are drawn closer to Jesus and that his spirit, his love, and his life are filling you right now. If you'd like more info about who we are and what we're doing at Hope City, head over to hopecitychurch.ca to find out more. And if you liked what you heard, head over to iTunes and rate the podcast to spread the word so others can hear too. And oh, one more thing before we go. We just want to remind you that you were made for hope.